say if I told you that you probably have spent all this time building a business and a brand and you probably don't own it? So many entrepreneurs get into business and don't do the simple things they need to do to protect their brand elements. I want to walk you through the three keys to brand ownership because it's not if a problem happens, it's when a problem happens. Things like consumers get confused between you and a business down the street, so they go down there. Or the business down the street has really bad customer service or product, and it ends up being attributed to you wrongfully because you don't own your brand. You haven't taken the steps that you need to do. I'm going to walk you through these three keys. I want you to go ahead and get a pen and paper out and actually make a deadline of when you're going to do each of them. Because I'll tell you what, not only do we want to eliminate the issues I just mentioned, I'm pretty sure that you want to have the confidence, security, and increased valuation that these three legal steps can do for you. Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainkey. My name is Rachel Brainkey. I am a business strategist and intellectual property attorney for entrepreneurs. I am bringing you the hard-hitting information in quick bites of content for busy entrepreneurs just like you. I'm also one. I want to make this quick. I want to get right to the point so you can be on your way to protecting and owning your brand. I'm willing to bet that many of you are having individuals work either in your business as contractors or you're hiring random strangers online or a friend down the street is creating assets for your business, but you've not done anything to protect it. This could be your logo, your visual assets like photo, video, blog post, you name it, any of the creative works that is used in your business. Many of these are brand identifiers or they are content that you're using to market or even sell to your consumer. But here is one of the major problems, and this is the first key. So many entrepreneurs are hiring, outsourcing, doing all these wonderful things, but they're not taking the steps to ensure that they own those assets. What does this mean? Well, let's take a logo design for example. Maybe you had a friend from high school that did logo design in college and they were like, hey, I'll do it for you. You had no contract because it was just a friend's thing or if you did have a contract, it was completely silent about who owns that logo. What does this exactly mean for you? Well, it means you don't own the logo, the brand identifier, this very key identifier that consumers look to when they are identifying where your products or services come from. Here are the things that can happen. You can't trademark it, so you can't protect it, so you wouldn't be able to stop anybody else from having the same or similar logo connected to the same or similar products or services. Two, that logo designer could turn around and go and give it out to a hundred other people and completely dilute your brand. Or three, that logo designer could stop you from utilizing that logo and you would have to rebrand in the end because you did not affect a transfer through intellectual property transfer document. Now, if you're having someone come in to work on your team, you would use an intellectual property acknowledgement. And I'm acknowledging that anything they create for your business is being transferred to you as the entity, use the business so that you can put it all in your business bucket and own it. 
So key number one is ensuring that any of the assets that are created for you are all signed over to you. Now I understand this isn't the only way to do it. You could get headshots done for you and simply have a commercial license. That's wonderful. But we're looking at this from a standpoint that we truly want to own it and we want to be the ones to be able to be in control if someone else starts infringing. Let's take, for example, the headshots. I go out and find a wonderful brand photographer. They take photos of me. They are key photos that I use in my business to identify me, to connect with my avatar so that I'm able to sell and serve to them. But then all of a sudden, somebody down the street or across the World Wide Web is utilizing the photos of me. If I did not have it in contract writing or that photographer did not work for me as an employee of my business, all the ownership in that photograph would retain with the photographer. I would be dependent upon them to pursue to have that photo taken down. Yes, I understand there's publicity rights in my face that I could try to affect, but from a copyright intellectual property standpoint, I would be having to hope that that photographer has taken the steps to register or they are going to initiate to pursue this infringer. And if they don't, all I have is a license of use. I don't have ownership. So as you can see, Bargaining for and paying for and effecting an intellectual property transfer document to give all the rights to you, to sell all the rights to you, is the first key to owning and protecting your brand. The second key to protecting your brand is having the full force of copyright protections behind you. Understand, we can take some of what we just talked about a little bit before and apply it here as well. If you're outsourcing to 1099s, you are not owning anything they're creating for your business. We've already established we're gonna transfer that over to you for many of the reasons that I just mentioned, like with the headshots. We want to ensure that we have ownership and we can enforce it. In the United States, whether you create the content or the asset or someone else does and they sign it over to you, you only have the protections of copy right on registered protections, which still is a protection. You have ownership. You could still pursue infringers. You could still try to get compensation, have them stop utilizing and infringing on your copyright, but it is highly recommended. And the second major key to brand ownership and protection is taking the step to register with copyright.gov, especially in this age of social media when we are dependent so heavily on our visual assets of text, of audio, of video, of static photographs. We want to make sure that all of this is going to be protected. Having a registration with copyright.gov is fairly inexpensive and it's kind of like an insurance policy because it's not if you get infringed, it's when your stuff gets infringed. People do it even to me all the time. I'm an intellectual property attorney and I teach about this on my social media constantly. This past week, someone took one of my photographs and decided to use it on their own Instagram commercially to try to garner attention. They tagged me, but that does not negate infringement. And in fact, I wasn't even sure who this person was. I don't know their reputation. I didn't want my face plastered all over their social. And honestly, why, without reaching out, trying to create a relationship with me, should they get free content to put on their site? 
Because what did it look like in that situation? It looked like I was endorsing this site. I didn't know this brand. I didn't know the person behind it. So I commented very nicely, gave a little education, probably going to send this video, but that is very real stuff that happens all the time, even to intellectual property attorneys. So the second key, after we get to make sure that we have the ownership of all of the assets that we're using in our brand, is to take the steps to register copyright. Just a quick little list on that again. It's going to be like your logo. It's going to be your blog post. It could be your podcast content, video, static photographs, things like that. Key elements that you're using to connect with your consumer so you can serve them and ultimately make money. And the last key that we need to talk about is trademarks. Now, I understand that intellectual property is a very nuanced area of law, and this can be confusing. That's why you have this to go back over. You may not necessarily be an attorney. In fact, I actually do a lot of intellectual property work for attorneys because this is such a very specific area. But after I give you this last key, you're going to know the differences between copyright and trademark. You're going to have a little guide of what you need to do to protect your brand. And whenever we can go back to cocktail parties, you're going to be able to impress other entrepreneurs by letting them know things they can do to protect their brand. And then you can send them my way if they need further help. But the third key is trademark. Oftentimes the terms copyright and trademark by entrepreneurs, I see this in Facebook groups a lot, are switched. They're substituted for one another, but they're two completely different things. Copyright protects the actual like photograph, the actual design of the logo. It's protecting the creativity in that creation of that asset. Trademark is protecting that asset and its connection to a specific product or service. This could also include like your business name, your logo, slogan, and other designs. Let me give you an example. You could have a business name in one industry connected very specifically to, let's say, podcast services. Then someone else pops up with that exact same name in like a box creation industry, creating of like cardboard boxes with the exact same name. That's not going to be trademark infringement. We're probably not going to run into consumer confusion. We're probably not going to have attachment of a negative reputation by them to you. So that is not something we necessarily have to be worried about. What we do need to be concerned about is with this formula. We're going to use a business name as an example because this is the most common thing that you're going to look to trademark is either your name or your logo or both. For the formula, we want to look at business name plus connected to that specific product or service. One of the most common examples that I can give you out there is United. There's a United Airlines, there's United Moonweaving Vans, there's United Self Storage. All of them can coexist and there's not a problem. What if someone in the airplane industry decided to open up a airline that is United We Fly? That is going to infringe. Why? What was our formula? United plus the product or service. So that we have the name, the mark, and then the product or service. In that case, there probably is going to be potential confusion by the consumers. They log on to Travelocity and they see United and United We Fly. Well, there's going to be confusion. You start hearing negative reports about things that have happened. Again, there's going to be confusion and wrong, potentially wrongful attachment. I really, really, I wish I could just up and like shake the camera and just look at you and say, please, please work on making sure that you have first a business name and logo that is protectable. So you own it. It is fairly original and it's 
going to be on this spectrum of protectability that the United States Patent and Trademark Office has this whole spectrum to run through for you to determine whether or not it's even protectable and connect it to the product or service that you are going to be offering. Because for all the reasons that we mentioned, we want to ensure that the brand that you have spent so long, blood, sweat, tears, and money to build, someone else is not going to ride the coattails. Someone else is not going to damage it. And you can be that one, the only in that specific industry for that specific product and service so you can be protected. Now, Keys two and three, copyright and trademark. We looked at the differences, but we can't even get to key two and three. We can't even go to copyright protect our logo and trademark our logo if we haven't done the very basic thing at key one, that was to make sure that we own it. If we create it ourselves, wonderful. If you logged on to Etsy and it's some like just standard type of logo and downloaded it, you have no ownership rights in that. Hundreds of other people probably have that. Make sure that one, we have our intellectual property transfer or acknowledgement document in place so that we own all the rights because then that then will allow us to go to key two to copyright and key three to trademark. Now, that's a lot of information. So please just go ahead, take a step back and say, all right, I'm going to inventory all my brand assets. I'm going to see the things that are extremely important to me. And if you are new in business, this is a wonderful time. In fact, I wish that there were two key things that all entrepreneurs had to go through when they were first starting out. One is the legal triad that I've talked about in other episodes for liability protection, and two, intellectual property information so that they can start out choosing a brand that's protectable because there is a standard if it's protectable or not. So they can start out having all the ownership up front so they can have the steps later on in the ability to move into copyright and trademark protection. There is a reason these exist. Use them. Successful businesses, successful entrepreneurs understand and they want to guard their brand. You are no different. I know you can do it. I highly encourage you to dig in. I have other episodes on this topic. I also have resources on the website as well that you can check out. And as always, just reach out, leave a comment, let me know. We're happy to help you find resources and get you going to protecting your brand. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of The Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbytespodcast.com. Until next time.